0: In the mission statement of the ACLU, the American Civil Liberties Union, you will find these words. We are there for you, rich or poor, straight or gay, black or white or brown, urban or rural, pious or atheist, American-born or foreign-born, able-bodied or living with a disability. Every person in the country should have the same basic rights. Greetings again. I'm Adam Morgan. On this edition, we continue our exploration of the work of the organization that identifies itself as the nation's preeminent public interest law firm, an organization that is not anti-anything. Their fight is taking on attempts to take away or to limit your civil liberties. We continue our conversation with ACLU Colorado Executive Director, Ms. Deborah Richardson.
1: Down uh, in Durango, they have you know, the Fort Lewis College, and they have um, a very um, robust uh, tourist industry.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And what we found was that people who were from Durango could not afford to live in Durango, and there were students who were coming to go to college in Durango. There was not enough student housing, so they could not afford to live in Durango. So they were taking long commutes coming in and out of the city, free to work or school because there were no affordable housing. And so when you're having to travel an hour or two every single day, then it has other consequences, right? You know, the cost of gas and the transportation costs. So that's an example. Yes, every community we went to expressed that as a major issue that they were facing.
0: Did you find some things that were expressly rural that urban uh, respondents did not mention at all?
1: Um, I think something that was perhaps more rural than um, urban was the lack, you know, um, broadband access was an issue. Um, The lack of transportation, affordable public transportation was certainly an issue. So those were two, um, and the immigration issue uh, in that the rural communities um, were finding hard times to find labor because of the immigration laws prevented them from being able to hire people who were available who could work. Oh. So that another, was another issue that impacted rural communities disproportionately.
0: That's interesting because with the um, migrants that we have doing farming here, I uh, would think some of that had been taken care of, but apparently not. They need more support there. So interesting, interesting. exactly For sure. Um LGBTQ discrimination also came up in the report.
1: That was another issue that was a touch point every single place we went. But I would tell you what was astounding to us is that we learned how LGBTQ plus people were not how they were being discriminated against in schools. For instance, there were many high school students that we spoke with who talked about how their teachers would not respect the pronouns. They would um, make light of the fact when a student would ask them would they please address them by a a particular preferred pronoun. We also um, heard from students how there was a lack of training of both teachers as well as administration on what LGBTQ plus rights were. And that they really did not feel protected in their schools by the administrations uh, and that they did not – and they did not have the power to force the administration or the teachers to get the training or face this particular issue Yeah. Um, that they were experiencing. However, what was uplifting was their peers – got it. Their peers were, were their support system. but hmm. so when there were cases when they were felt they could no longer step up for themselves, their peer students would. So that gives us hope that we have a generation of young people now who are there uh, and willing and ready to uphold people's civil liberties. So that was the right side of this particular astounding conversation we had around LGBTQ plus rights.
0: Yeah, that's got to be exciting to know that they would step up like that, but still some of them won't vote. I don't know how that works works together in somebody's head, but okay, we're halfway there. We'll get the other part done. Exactly. Um, You
1: know, back to mm -hmm. the... the, But I just want to say, you know, the, the voting access we have, and it's the education and outreach, that we just have to spend more time and energy, all of us, ACLU and everyone needs to just spend more time educating and not assuming people understand the value of the vote. That's just a, that's a clear need, and that's something that all of us can take part in.
0: What findings did you find out regarding racism and white supremacy? Because Colorado has an urban, rural, uh, conservative, uh, progressive Depending on what part of the state you're on, usually the rural areas are more conservative and are more conservative, and the urban centers are more pro- progressive. What did you find what did your your study find there?
1: There were several um, people of color who expressed overt um, racism that they experienced in their communities you know every day their neighbors or even you know cases of even law enforcement um, obviously um Responding based on a person's race and identity, and that certainly came up. There was also, it, and it also intersects with the issues we found uh, around how immigrants, those um, who are coming to our communities from another country, that they also found, and that there were some sheriffs who were blurring their responsibilities as a local sheriff mm-hmm. with aligning with ICE. And so someone would be stopped for a broken taillight, for instance, and the sheriff would ask to see their papers, and then they would detain someone on suspicion of then um, violating immigration laws, and would detain them until ICE came to investigate. Really? Well, that was clearly out of the responsibility and the jurisdiction of any sheriff in this state. But, they, but there was this blurring. Of they felt that they also had a responsibility to uphold immigration laws as well as the local laws that they were sworn to do. And so that was very disturbing that we heard happened in a lot of rural communities.
0: You uh, also did a poll supporting key civil rights issues. Now, was the poll a part of the expanding of the table for justice study, or was it separate and uh, what key things came out of that poll that the ACLU found?
1: Thank you for asking that question, because when we looked, when we compiled the data from our friends in the table for justice uh, conversations uh-huh. and looked at the themes, we realized that it was very clear that there were things that we heard over and over again, that the need for affordable housing, the conditions of the unhoused in one, the need for having more opportunities for for people to be able to act, exercise their civil rights and civil liberties regardless of their race and identity mm-hmm. was another one. Criminal justice reform, the need for criminal justice reform. We heard so many different stories around young people um, who would, in our criminal justice system, mm-hmm. and even after they served their time and they were released, they still face the consequences and repercussions of that, and it was hard for them to rebuild their lives. And so that is one of so the housing issues, the, the immigration issue, the racial justice issue, and the criminal justice reform are our four pillows that we're going to be using to Inform our three-year strategic plan that we are gonna be releasing in just a few weeks because we realized that those were the issues that impacted all Coloradans, that they were root causes for those issues. And so therefore we felt as an organization, it was important for us to not only protect people from those rights, uh, those issues for the long term, but it was also important for us to look at them and how they impacted sure. day-to-day lives, and then and then to fight for litigation or legislation that would eliminate the root cause of them, so people would not be victimized in the very first place. And I'm going to say, and that is the backbone bone of our new strategic plan.
0: Sure. I think you said something about that. The young people indicated that after they were uh, they did their time, incarcerated, that they are having a They're running into barriers for coming back into society and restarting their lives. Are are these statutory barriers that governments can do something about? Or is it uh, attitudes of people that, well, once you've been a criminal, you're always going to be in my mind and I'm not going to uh, change it? Is it that kind of an area or is it statutory things that maybe we can get some of the new elected officials to take a look at and revise?
1: No, you're absolutely right, and you know, and there are a couple of examples I can give you. For instance, we were part of a coalition this past legislative session that provided now a law that if you served your time and completed your sentences and and paid your fines as a felon, then your rights as a citizen is automatically granted. Yeah. Before the for someone takes funds, their record, they had to get a lawyer, they had to, a lot of paperwork, they had to pay a fee, but now it's automatically expunged. And because of that, we predict there are several hundred thousand people now who will be able to move forward Mm -hmm. to be able to lease an apartment, to be able to get a job, who will be able to provide, um, to get an education and go on with their lives because their records are now expunged and sealed. So that's an, an example. Those so the peop, un, inability of someone to have that expungement or the barriers was a huge, huge rift in terms of people being able to reclaim their lives. So that's you know an example of how we were able to close that loophole. You know, but then there are other areas such as with young people you know, first offenders, and with young people who come in through the juvenile justice system, there's a sure. data that shows that a young person who comes through the juvenile justice system is more likely than not to come to become part of the cri- adult criminal justice system. So if we look at why is a young person coming into the juvenile justice system, which more often than not is due to neglect and abuse that they're experiencing in their lives versus them doing an adult crime. If we put more money into mental health services and services for people to address their uh, presenting issues, then they won't become part of, of the adult criminal justice system. So it's a, it's, it's a reallocation of resources. Yeah. And I'm just the need of mental health services. All of that are things that can be done on the front end that will prevent our huge incarceration rate that we have in this country, in Colorado and in every state in this country.
0: If there is one thing that you want the ACLU of Colorado to work on to try to affect change, uh, what would it be?
1: I think it's, it's a twofold. One is the having throughout the schools and throughout our society strong civics lessons and classes on what it what. What is a democracy? Uh What is your role as a a citizen in democracy? How do you have direct impact on the outcomes of democracy through laws by electing people who represent your issue and to represent the laws that represent your life? So that's one piece. The other part of it that will have a huge impact is if we – would look at our, how we allocate funding and to put more funding in addressing root causes versus correcting issues that once they, they present themselves. Those are the two pieces that in the long haul will cost us a lot less money, but we have such huge impact on a number of these issues that we see over and over again. Okay. Um, you know, for instance, would uh, just say this, with issues with the unhoused, it's mental health issues, uh-huh. it's people not having skills and training for jobs that pay a living wage. Those are two reasons that anyone, if they're working simultaneously, can become unhoused. And so, therefore, if we could fix those two loopholes, for instance, that would have a huge impact and in decreasing the number of unhoused people and neighbors that we have. So those examples of expending more resources on the front end to address the root cause will have huge impact on eliminating things that we are addressing as issues after the fact.
0: Many thanks to ACLU Colorado Executive Director Ms. Deborah Richardson for being our guest on this edition. You can learn more about their work and how you can support them online at ACLU-CO.org. I'm Adam Morgan. Do keep in touch. Get your vaccine booster to continue keeping yourself healthy and your family safe. And we do appreciate you taking a few moments of your weekend with us.